0: Hey, it's Joe Turpel. This is Caught Inside. Hi everyone, welcome to Caught Inside. I'm Joe Turpel and this is the first of our seven episodes that we'll be checking in with the championship tour surfers throughout this 14-day Australian quarantine. Today, very special guest, tour rookie from WA, Jack Robinson. Jack, thanks so much for coming on.
1: Stoked well, to you be know here. What?
0: I would have been offended, actually, if you didn't accept because I know you can't go too far. So, <laughs> if you yeah, said you were what, busy today, I've been worried.
1: That's right. You know, if you're ringing someone's phone, they're definitely denying you in here, so <laughs> no one can move. So, <laughs> so yeah. uh, it's so
0: good, man. Um, I know you probably had dreams of your rookie year feeling a little bit different from what you're going through right now. Uh, you're the first guest on this this whole series, so describe the situation. That you're in right now
1: you know it's funny because everyone sort of wants to get on tour and have a perfect year that's what you see you see the dream tour but I'm seeing it this way and it's like I'm getting on and you're having all these challenges but it's just a lot of tests and it's you know if if you can get through it and and come out the other end I'm just gonna be fire and on all cylinders so I I just got to look at it in a good way I'm I'm happy that we're getting ready like this, even though we're going through a hard time. You just got to take the positive out of it. So, um, yeah, ready to go.
0: Oh, I love it. Uh, Take us to the charter flight. There was, I mean, I got a credit stab. Well I read about this secret charter plane and I didn't even know I was going to be on it. I was like, wait, there's a (laughs) charter flight. How was that experience for you? Did you, did you enjoy that flight?
1: Yeah, that was, that was sort of once in a, you know, it never happens like that, does it? You know? So I, I was, it was pretty trippy just getting on it and um seeing everyone you know you know everyone that's that's there it's a you're on a private flight with everyone it's um yeah it was it was crazy i i I couldn't believe it because it was such a build up going to it and I didn't know if we were, you know we were going to get it done but um they pulled it off and yeah it was it was pretty cool you know like just getting us all in here and um they did it good you know it was it was the only way we could have got here so um they made it happen
0: and yeah. I'm kind of thinking charter from now on. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah, Everyone you knew right. on the flight, <laughs> check-in was that's smooth. Oh, it was great.
1: That's it. We're only flying private now, boys, so yeah. <laughs> <no. laughs> so with um,
0: these changing times, that's definitely one thing that we want to keep going.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was great. So um, yeah, glad we're here. Stoked to be here.
0: So, well, who are you traveling with?
1: Uh, just me and Julia.
0: All time. Mate. And yeah, uh, you so, guys have a good setup there. What what do we have behind you there? Is this this the whole pad?
1: Yeah, we got we got a window. Can you you want me to take you over there, or just I'll keep it here.
0: Oh yeah, you can keep it's, it there, but give us a little. Okay. You got a little view of yeah. of Sydney, right?
1: It's the window out there to the harbour. and um, That's about it. Not too much else. Be staring at the same thing every day. I'm actually trying to not look out the window too much because you see everyone just doing their normal thing. <laughs> and you're like, I can't get there, you know, like you're trying to get out. But uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make me appreciate life when I get out of here.
0: It was amazing pulling up in the, in the shuttle buses and, you know, working closely with the police department. The, the military was there. And we parked right in front of this coffee shop. And we're just staring at it and just going, can we get a coffee or not? Are we allowed to move? And it was like starting to realize what this quarantine might be like staring outside this window And seeing the world go by,
1: yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? You just yeah, you see everyone doing normal things. It was it was pretty serious. Like we got out of the out of the um, airport, and then the military, everyone's escorting us, and it was a serious like ordeal. We just they made sure we got here, so pretty crazy, like the whole situation.
0: Well, I know uh, last year was really special for you, you know, thinking about it was going to be your rookie debut uh, contest stopped, but one really amazing thing happened in your life. You got married. I know you got headphones on, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Is your anniversary coming up? What day is that?
1: Anniversary? Uh, Don't get in 27th trouble. of June. See, Nicely I'm not in done. trouble. I'm on my things. <laughs> yeah.
0: <no. laughs> oh uh, man, all time, it's got to be special traveling now with your wife uh, to share this experience with her and your, your, your first start on the top 34.
1: Right, yeah, no, it's, it's amazing, just, um, it's just just feels good just being able to travel around together and um, there's, you know, not many people get to do it, so it's, you know, just be grateful for it and yeah, I'm stoked to be going everywhere on this journey.
0: So let's get caught up in the last couple of months, Jack. So you got married, had some great time, great waves at home, living in a paradise in WA. And then preparing for your rookie debut, you what did you end up going to Hawaii about mid November?
1: Yeah, mid November. And yeah, stayed there up until right right up until we left in this last week. I stayed there for four months. So um, yeah. That I was think that's a
0: cool and interesting decision too because uh, a lot of Australians uh, have already been through their quarantine. They've been in Oz for a bit now. Once uh, sunset got canceled, Santa Cruz got moved. Uh, did you have to kind of make a big decision on hey, should we stay put or should we go home? How did you make that call?
1: Yeah, it's it's different for me cuz I I have a lot of friends over there and a, and a lot of you know, my sponsors and my shapers and and all that is over there, so it's different. A lot of guys will go home early. But I'll always stay there just and even getting ready in Hawaii, like I feel like a lot of guys don't stay, but it's that's the that's the proving ground. That's that's the place where everything happens. So it's like you can never get too good there. You never you never figure it out completely every winter. So um, it's good for a lot of things. Just I was getting the boards data, my trainer was there as well, so I was I was getting ready there. It was you know, it's, it's everything that happens there. So I, I didn't really have to think too much. I was like, oh, we'll just stay here and, and get ready. And yeah, now and we're
0: ready to go. Well, Jack, you're so, you're so well traveled. I mean, for even a rookie class, this is really normal for you traveling around the world from a very young age. Right. And what about your relationship, though, with Hawaii? The way you speak about it, you know, being you have a lot of great locals that are some of your best friends as well. Was that an instant connection you had with with Hawaii or did that develop over time?
1: Takes a while, I think. It's um, it's like any place, though. Like, you know, you get to a place, and it depends, you know, the how you view it, the way you get there, and just, you know. I sort of just, you know, maybe coming from West does the similarity. The Hawaiians like it there. I go, so I go over there, and then it, you know, it all felt pretty normal. Um, but yeah, just making the connection. It's you know, the more time you spend there, the more experience and. It just happens in a lot of good ways, it's, um, it's experience and, and more time spent, that's, that's where it comes from. So.
0: And so being able to stay in a nice place like the Jerry Lopez Pipe House has to right. be incredibly special. Not every surfer in the world can say they've even been in those doors. So what's that right. experience like and what are those accommodations like when you're looking at the top shelf from the third balcony at Pipeline?
1: Yeah. So yeah, when the first time I ever saw that house, I remember Bruce was the guy. He was he was staying there, and it was it was his his house, you know. And I seen him up top there. and I was looking. I was like, "Oh, okay, how's that?" You know, I was like, in awe of it. And then fast forward, you know, years down the track, and and then sure enough, it's like I walked up the top there and I, I looked out. I was like. Oh, here we are getting a little dizzy looking down here. It's it's so hard. They you know they got the whole place. It's it's something you know. So I was I was yeah. It's pretty amazing to be. There's just so many generations. There's so many um, you know, people that have passed through there, and um, and now it's now it's our year and we're you know got the house, and it's pretty cool. So it's amazing.
0: Really yeah. cool. I saw uh, yeah. recently you guys were posting a, a trip that you took with um with Kalani David. And uh, mm-hmm. where did you guys go? And was that a surf trip, or were you guys just camping out?
1: No, I, I went over to Maui for a bit, and just after so much time, you think always think about surfing and doing the same thing for so long. So, I just needed to go on a trip. Me and Julia, we both went over there and um, spent time with him and his girlfriend, and um, we just went fishing and camped out, and um, yeah, just just not just taking our minds off, you know. The things that we do all the time—it's nice. You got to step back and, and then you come back in just with a, a new view on it, and it's nice to step back sometimes. Go and go and do some other things, and then it's just—it's been so up and down, you know. Like, oh, we're almost going to do an event, and then I'm thinking about it all the time, so I'm kind of going, you know, how am I going to change it up? And I went over there and just not really on my phone or doing too much. It was just just doing the things that we were doing every day, right in front of us. So.
0: Oh, that's cool. I mean, that yeah. sounds like a really mature way to balance your headspace. I mean, we're caught inside. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get caught inside our minds <laughs> right now, right? especially. Yeah. But to it's, tune uh, out, to know uh, that you <laughs> don't want to put too much focus or overdo it with energy when you know you have to take a step back. Uh, is that mm-hmm. something you've learned to do more recently or have you always been aware yeah. of that?
1: Probably more recently in the, last, in the last years, just as you get older, I think, you know, even though I'm still young, but it's you know, as much as what you travel and as many events you do, the more you do, I think it becomes more important. You've got to step back and, and switch off. Even within a waiting period, you you can't constantly think about, you know, intense situations every single minute. It's just, you're going to burn out otherwise. So I, I like doing that now, just going and switching off and then I come back and I'm just raring to go like even more. So it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's just good. That's. You know, you come back better sometimes
0: when you do that, so, yeah. Oh, that's awesome, Jack. Well, as we know, I mean, you've been one of the most anticipated rookies to qualify in the last decade, and there was always a lot of energy around that, even going back to your 13-year-old appearance as a wild card, and then you finally got to make your championship tour debut at Pipe. And, you know, you've come through the Invitational, you've had wild card performances since then, but to actually be a full-time competitor in the title race you got to surf at Pipeline uh, at the end of last season. How did that feel? What was your takeaway of finally being there and officially arriving, especially kicking off at a wave like Pipe?
1: It's a big build-up, especially before the event started, you know, a couple of weeks before the event started, I think I just, everything hit me. I was like, oh, okay, just all the the emotions, everything, all the, you know, not nerves, but things leading up to it, you know, your body's getting ready for the battle, right? It's like, it's all coming together and, um, yeah, I, I felt, I felt great. I was, you know, felt really good in that event. Um, and it was, it was nothing different really, like, probably because I've seen so many of the guys that are on tour all those years, that's why it felt like at home, you know, I just, I was out there and it just felt second nature, so, um, yeah, it was it's nice to get a start. It was it's, it was crazy how the whole thing went, but it was it was nice to get a start and um yeah, just looking forward to the next one now. So but it was it was good. Surf I surfed against some good guys, surfed against against, you know, a lot of guys in it, so it was you know, had a heat with Kelly, which I wanted to have a heat with Kelly. Haven't had a heat with him for a while. So um yeah, it's always good to surf against him.
0: Gosh, I bet. Yeah, and just, to, I think I said, <laughs> yeah. end of last season, which was the end of last year, but that'll be uh, stop number one uh, for this year, uh, the, the Billabong Pipe Masters, which was incredible to see you surfing. Uh, we we had my Barton Lynch I was calling the event with. He was your pick. He he picked you to win, you know, and a right. lot of rookies don't get that, and you've obviously won the Vulcan Pipe Pro. You've, mm-hmm. you've done a lot at pipe. Um, how do you handle... Um, those compliments, if you will, because when I see you, you're so grounded, you're so calm, uh, very mm. humble. Uh, was mm. that a practice? Because I feel like you you hear that a lot. Those accolades, and for your right. mind, uh, how, how, where do you categorize that in your headspace?
1: It's funny. It used to get to me more before when I was younger. You know, you'd hear all the the hype, and you'd hear all the you know people. It's they're talking great things. It's amazing, but it's funny. You sometimes take it. It just becomes overwhelming at a younger age. Now, no matter how much they talk, no matter how much anyone says anything, it doesn't matter. I just it's uh, I just take it up, you know, take it and translate it into a you know into a lot of confidence. Now it's it's you know every, it's funny because you're going to get people, you know, like like Barton. And everyone will you know he will say he can't wait. You know everyone's excited, but then you also get the feel that. Don't always want to see you do good. So it doesn't matter. It's you know, I I take it on. The goods, the negatives, whatever. It's all just I feel good about, you know, take it and translate it. Take the positives and feel good about no matter how much hype there is, it's you know, you gotta just gotta take the good out of it now. So
0: that's excellent. Well, I love that you said that you really loved that you had the chance to surf with the goat at pipeline. Mm -hmm. And I think he obviously has reiterated the same feelings. Like he wants to surf against the best guys, no matter what age, you know, no matter what venue. And he wants to test himself. You did, you know, you went down in that heat, uh, but you did leave with the highest single score, the seven point five. Um, what were you anticipating, yeah, going into that heat against Kelly? And uh, and ha- ha- what's your biggest takeaway from that matchup?
1: His his when I, went, I went surfing with him a couple of days before, and it's funny people looked at it like he's getting in the guy's head. You know, he's playing his mind games again. But when you when you think about it, like there might be other guys that look like look at that and see it that way, and other you know guys that just come on tour and they're still in aura Kelly. But to me, it's just another guy, and he's a friend, you know, that I look at and I love what he does. You know, I, I take a lot out of it, so it's it's funny. I look at, when I go into that heat. It, it was like any other heat. I looked at him, and it was it was the same thing again. It was you know, I just felt I felt good. I you know, it is what it is. It, it went the way it was I, you know could have could have won it you could have gone either way but it's i was happy you know just i felt good i felt like i was i was ready to go more and um yeah just another good heat another another heat to take more experience out of (laughs) much easier the the
0: guys that you surfed against i think you're alluding to that before i think the seating round you had a Mm. pipe master and michelle Perez. uh then you had julian Mm -hmm. wilson who won pipe in 2014 and you up beating him in a pretty heavy combo where you're just firing at all cylinders, right. leading to the heat with Kelly. So leaving pipe equal ninth at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, you felt happy like you just got started. Is this something you look back on and now drive yourself a little bit further? Or is it, hey, check that off. That felt great. Let's move forward.
1: Yeah, I felt like I, you know, I wanted to do way better. Of course, you always want to get to the top, but I, I felt good. I just everything that I was doing before day by day leading up to that event it was all put there and I and I felt good. Like yeah, my work was was feeling good and I was, you know, surfing well and and the headspace is the biggest thing for me. I was just seeing how I was gonna react to, you know, doing it and um yeah, it felt like it was a good thing to lead off and now on to the next one and yeah. Just I'm just excited to be on this tour and be, be here against everyone and um yeah, can't wait, Joe.
0: Yeah, oh, that's epic. Well, you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, your shaper in Hawaii, Eric Arakawa. Uh, Talk to us about that relationship and uh, what what he's helped you out with uh, for this rookie season.
1: Yeah, Eric is great. He's he's been with me for ten years now, almost. So we've been working together a while, and uh, yeah, he's just he's one of those guys that's uh, he's. You know, he's so into his craft. Like he's if he wasn't making surfboards, he'd probably be making swords or something. He's you know, like a <laughs> Japanese samurai or something. So it's like but working with him it's good. He he puts so much effort in and um he's always motivated no matter how long he's been doing it for. I feel like um uh, you know, same thing again when you've been doing something for so long. It's uh you know, you get slow patches and he seems to just you know, keep being motivated and he's excited to work with me. So, uh, yeah, it's a, he, he looks at it like, it's like Formula One, even though, you know, we're in a different sport, everything, and, you know, that's, it's, Formula One is crazy. They have such big teams, right? It's much bigger teams. But still, this is the best of the best on tour. You still got to look at it with that mindset of a Formula One. You got to have the whole team involved. Like, you know, I, th- I feel like people, They sort of underdo themselves a lot of the time, you know, and don't put enough effort in. So he looks at it with, you know, in that way, and it's. I think it'll it'll come out and it'll show when you when you look at it so intensely with so much focus, and we're all focused the way we are. I think the good work comes out and it shows.
0: Really cool to to look back in history to see uh, how many great boards that Eric's made for some of the best in the world, including guys like Andy, is that kind of what led you to that early relationship going, wait, he's making boards for the best guys in the world, I want to be a part of this?
1: Yeah, so, yeah, when I, when I you know, I watched Andy as a kid growing up, him and his brother, it's, you know, it's, it, yeah, I watched him so much, so when I saw him on his boards, and, you know, Eric shaped for a lot of good guys, so I was, you know, he was a master, and when I went to him as a kid, it was, it was pretty instant, you know, he just, it was funny, the first time I ever rode his boards, I actually went into the store and it was the, or maybe it was the second time anyway, but it was the first contest that I ever rode his boards on. We were doing the Sunset Pro Junior, I remember, and I went into the store, I didn't even have a board ordered from him, I just went in and grabbed one. And then I actually made the first heat, and then I had to go grab more, so it was a different board every heat. And then I surfed about eight heats or nine heats, and I think it was about eight different boards, and I finally got to the final and. I won the contest and he, he hated it though. He goes, you can't ride a board that I haven't, you know, you haven't ridden before. You've got to, you've got to come in and order one. So it was, <laughs> it was funny. That's how much I trusted his work from the beginning. So it just led off there. And uh, now I ride his boards before I serve the heat. So
0: it's, oh, that's amazing. So you had an instant <laughs> connection before you were getting that up close and personal type treatment. Right. Uh, and if anyone's had the chance to meet Eric Aracau, he's a total gentleman, total professional. And I know he's uh, really proud of what you've accomplished in a, in a real short period of time. I mean, gosh, you're 23 now, Jack?
1: Just 10, 23,
0: 23. So the younger guard in this new rookie class, uh, obviously you have rivals from the top. It feels like the rookie of the year awards there, but the world title is this big picture as well. Um, speaking of the rookies though, you know, from, from Morgan, from Matthew, uh, do you have good relationships with that? The new class on tour?
1: Yeah, so we've done a lot of contests together. We've always been competing against each other. Um, you know, I got, I got, I'm friends with. Well, I guess Leo's not a rookie, is he? There's, there's a lot of young guys that aren't rookies, is there? So it's, you know, we're almost not rookies now. We've been on tour for a year, but we haven't had any events. So it's like we're almost <laughs> veterans now, you could say. But it's, it's. I, I've surfed with Maddie and 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 Morgan a fair bit on the QS and um. Yeah, everyone. This feels like the best young guard like of guys. Just even when you think about the guys that aren't rookies, Kanoa, Ethan Ewing, Leo, everyone. There's so many young guys on here that's that are so at the top of their game now that it feels like the best the tour has ever been. It's you know, there might be different eras before that it, you know, the best that's been in that era, but now what we got now, like this is gonna be the the best for whatever it be, maybe 10 years now. Like, I think this is the guys that are coming up and are going to be here for a long time now.
0: I agree. So, I feel like it's the best in yeah. class uh, for the top 34. And we just can't wait to get right. things going here in this Australian leg of the tour. Before I get Jack's take on this next section of the tour here on Australia, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. All right, Jack. Uh, really cool to catch up with you about what you've done in the last few months from. Getting married last year to Hawaii to equal ninth now in the world, heading into stop number two, which is long awaited. Uh, Last year, you were honored with being Australia Male Surfer of the Year. You're going to keep competing in your home country, kicking things off at the Rip Curl Newcastle Cup presented by Corona April 1st. After this, you know, quarantine that we get through. I remember looking last year or gosh, last year, two years ago, 2019, 2019 you ended up getting a, a semi-final finish up in, in Newcastle, which was a big part of your qualification run. For you now, hearing about the championship tour upgrade, uh, are you just going, oh, wow, I had recent success. Let's go.
1: Right, yeah. Because There's a, a few guys that haven't, you know, that don't do the QSs and, and coming from that before. So, yeah, looking at that, that was even, you know, that was the, I have never did well there before that. It was five, four, four years of, of always getting knocked out, and then that was the year I did well. So, it was, yeah, it took a lot of confidence out of it. It was a good start, good start. And then, um, yeah, looking back on it, it's like I'm even in such better shape now and my better boards, you know, everything, it's different times. So, you know, when it first popped up, I was like, oh, it's you know, can't wait for it actually because you just can't wait for every event now. It doesn't matter where it is or, or what it is. What it was before, it's, you know, I, I can't wait. So it's, you know. It'll when you be, think it'll about the
0: wave itself, uh, w- do you think that was what was challenging? When you said you didn't get great results until that last uh, semi-final finish, uh, was there a learning curve there to learn the the wave that it is?
1: Sometimes, yeah. On the QS, it's it's like that where, you know, you have so many waves that aren't so good. Like it's always, you know, small and. Whatever, it's just a lot of guys don't get motivated by it. And I, I wasn't that motivated But you know. And I could go and surf some crazy wave somewhere else, I would just be thinking of that the whole time. But I was surfing a heat, and so I'd be out there just going, you know, I'm almost embarrassed to go to the beach and whack it all the way to the beach. So it's like, you know, once I took myself out of that headspace, then I think it changed. Everything started changing. It was just you bring a different energy, and then, um, you know, things sort of. Come to it more, and you uh, just have a better outlook on it. And now going there now, it's you know, coming off that, I I just feel different. I'm I'm older, you know, just yeah, different different mindset on it now. It's um, you look at it in a good way. Look at look at every event in a good way. So uh, it yeah.
0: feels like you're present. You're not looking at it going, I would rather be somewhere else. Uh, you know, you're here for the right reasons, and you want to win a world title. That's that's a great turnaround, especially in your rookie debut really
1: yeah it was probably good that i had all those years and those losses there as much as what i didn't like it i was you know it's it's better i got that out of the way now because even you know matter what comes you're going to get losses sometimes and it, and it happens so um, just learn how to build back up from it and, and change the view of things it's such an important thing so uh, especially well, we're with, kicking things we're off and in
0: down uh, oh no for sure yeah. jack i was just thinking we're kicking yeah. things off in new south wales a couple of classic venues from Newcastle. You just spoke about getting a good result there recently North Narrabeen as well. I mean, both these beaches are littered with world champs from newly having MR, you know, guys like Luke Egan, Simon law, you know, more recently, Ryan Callanan, uh, Philippa Anderson, so many great surfers Nara has two-time world champ, Damian Hardman, and so much history, Simon Anderson. We can go on and on, uh, as a competitor, how does it feel to, to step up into this hollowed ground and, And put on a jersey just like the legends did before you
1: yeah it's really cool that you know it's uh yeah we got all these events back to back you know i'm stoked we're in we're in oz uh you know i can't be more happy like we got a bunch of events to look forward to and um yeah it's just you know going all these other waves there was there there is a lot i've been, been looking back at it and uh there's a lot of good guys that came out of it in the different eras and surf those events. So um, yeah, it's pretty cool, you know, like you know, I, I'll be I'll be going out there and looking at it, is it, you know, fresh fresh outlook on it. I'll be I'll be looking at it good, you know, you don't look too too much, you know, back at, you know, what was before, but it, when I do look back at it before the event it's it's cool, you know, like to see all the guys that came through and you know, there's a lot of guys from Oz that did really good, so yeah.
0: That's great. When was the last time you surfed Narrabeen?
1: I surfed it uh, before I went to Hawaii. I stayed in Sydney for 10 days. I was with Bemrose and we went up there and checked it out. So uh, I surfed it a couple of times and I'm familiar with the scenery around there. So, uh, yeah.
0: Be good. What do you like about the wave or maybe even dislike? Uh, are you, what are you really looking forward to doing there?
1: It's it's a lot of the East Coast beaches that kind of got their similarities, but I spent a lot of time on the East Coast uh, last year from August, so I was here for oh, four months almost, and just got used to. I never done that before. I never stayed on the East Coast that long. I remember Ben Rose was telling me a lot of guys telling, me, hey, you got to come and spend some time over here, just get used to it, because we always stay in West. Does you know the waves are firing all the time, and you're just in that mindset, so it's like. Why are you going to leave? And then you come over here, you get these East Coast swells. They're different. And it just takes a bit of time to get used to. But I love it now. This is, I like doing it all now. And uh, surfing the beach breaks. I'm excited to surf the beach breaks there. I can't wait. So it's you, going to be a lot gotta of high be thanking,
0: uh You got to be thanking Maddie Bemrose now even more. So all of a sudden, little did he <laughs> know that all of a sudden there'd be CT venues at the spot that you're spending a lot of time in, uh, with Newcastle and being back to back. Uh, that's incredible, Jack. Uh, that's, that experience mm-hmm. is going to come in really handy as soon as we're out of quarantine. I know uh, the the next part of the Aussie leg, the back two events, you get to go home, you get to go back mm-hmm. to W a, uh, Margaret river, a place where you've showed up as a wild card multiple times. And, more recently, beat Felipe Toledo in a masterclass performance at the box. Now, you're not the wild card. You know, this is part of your season. How different does that feel, getting to compete at home now?
1: Yeah, it is different because that I remember that, that last event. that Before that heat, you know, everyone thinks, oh, you're just ready to go out there and smash it. But I was the most nervous I've been before that heat just because I hadn't surfed an event like that with the waves that good at home. I was like, Oh, so it's everything coming together. You just don't want to, you, you know, you want to, you want to do the best you can. So I was, I was pretty nervous before that heat. I was like, oh, you know, I was, but um, coming in now, it's it's different. So you know, I'll just be happy to be home. And um, I look at every event though as home now. That's the thing. I can't. I, I look at it. It's sure. It's added confidence. You know, you, you grew up there, but every event is is like home now. You just have to put yourself in that frame of mind and. Uh, I'm, st- you know, four events in Oz. That's that's what I'm happy about. So
0: so special, and I think the coolest part there's this wild card search event, Rip Curl nest Search presented by Corona, um, on nest Island. Uh, have you been there before?
1: I've been there a fair few times. Yeah, I, I used to drive over. We we drive our jet ski from from Trigg. The little I actually grew up in Perth until I was about five. So I, I used to go over there a fair bit and. Whenever I'd pass through. That's sort of the best waves, you know, on that part of the coastline. So you know, it's it's pretty high performance. It's like a mini Margaret's main break. That's what it's like. So there'll be some high performance surfing going down. Everyone's been asking me what's it like, you know, and it's it's gonna be good. The wind goes into the rides, there's gonna be some big airs going down, and it'll be you know, we'll make we'll make a good show out of it. So I, I- that's We've be all been in the same too. boat,
0: Jack, trying to figure out what it's like there. Uh, I heard you can't drive a car there. Are you on? Are you on a push bike the whole time?
1: <laughs> push bike the whole time. You, you walk around there, and uh, you know I think they got a couple of buses on the island, but yeah, they usually go there by jet ski and boat because they have a couple of other slabs on the island. So we usually drive over on the ski, and you know it's a beautiful place. It's really nice, so it'll be it'll be a cool event
0: as far as competing there with all your experience are you going oh look I've got all, a big advantage I mean a lot of surfers probably haven't even heard of this place
1: Right? yeah but I think that all the guys are so good it'll be you know it doesn't really take that long to get used to any wave you know everyone's so flexible and they know how to adapt really quickly so I think guys it'll just, it'll just come pretty quick if it's similar to Margaret's it'll, it'll happen really quick
0: so looking at this venue, uh you're expecting high performance at Strickland Bay. So a lot of big airs, a lot of big tail free maneuvers. Is that kind of what mm-hmm. the recipe will be to win this event?
1: Yeah, it'll be a lot of big calves, a lot of a lot of big airs and um I think just the most you know, it's high performance wave, so you know, there's not really many it doesn't really barrel too much unless it's, you know, you get a certain swell for it that's, you know, offshore and pumping, but I think we'll be seeing like mostly high performance rail turns and and finishing off with a big air on the inside or you know whatever you it break it down. So. It's
0: a left and a right.
1: Left and right. And so what's the
0: difference between the two?
1: The left's like a little like Margaret's. You can say like it's, but I think the right is more cuppy. It has more of a bowl on it, so you can really land to the turns a lot more and you get a lot more speed out of it. So, you know, the left will be. The Goofies will be going left and doing certain things, but the rights, I think it'll be high performance, so you'll see them, most of the high performance surfing done.
0: Oh, I can't wait. And what, what's this little animal called How do you, that's indigenous to that area? What's that called?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, the Quokkas. They're, the they're, Quokkas. They're, yeah, the Quokkas. <laughs> Are we guaranteed
0: <laughs> to see those guys? Are they everywhere?
1: They'll be stealing your lunch, Joe. <laughs> they come up and... Yeah, they're they're cool, they're they're like a little marsupial animal that they only live on that island. They're pretty cool though. So yeah, it's a unique place. It's pretty cool that we have that island right off there and it's only 30 minutes to get to, so it's going to be cool.
0: I love it, man. We broke down the four stops, uh, Rip Curl, Newcastle Cup presented by Corona. That starts April 1st and we're finishing off with a Rip Curl Rotten Ass Search presented by Corona. Jack, if you had to just pick one of those that you're going to win one standing out more than all the others uh what's that going to be
1: But just at the beginning okay Joe we're just going we're going to get there okay we'll we'll see maybe uh you know if I was to pick if I was to pick one it's funny i you got me Joe you're trying uh, to win maybe, cor-
0: you're trying to win quarantine first
1: <laughs> yeah you know what this is the first battle we get through once i get through this <laughs> then I can tell you it would be good. So, uh, yeah, but I, I'm excited to go home for for the WA event. I'm excited to do all of them, you know. It's, it's Newcastle. Let's go. Right. The first I one. Ca- I, I like that day.
0: answer. I like that non-answer, yeah. Jack, because I was yeah. waiting for you to say I want to win at the box, home break, there we go, but you're ready to win yeah. them all, which uh, if you do win them all, you're going to be a great position to make the WSL finals at lower. Just a few days ago, Ross Williams... On getting heated, threw your name out in his top five to make that one-day event, the WSL Finals at Trust, right. at the end of the season. Uh, are you feeling mm-hmm. uh, like you could make Ross proud of that call?
1: Oh, for sure. In my mind, definitely. It's you know, but then again, it's it's me doing it day by day. I'll put in the work, and if I if I do that, then it's it'll it'll show. So, yeah, it's more of a thing with yourself as an athlete. I think. The expectations, if you lead off of everyone else's, you know, even expectations, even if they are good, it's funny, it still comes back to yourself. How much did you put into it, going into for the event? And, and as long as I'm happy with that, then hopefully it all comes through.
0: I haven't had a chance to ask you about this format for the Rip W Cell Finals. Uh, what's your take on it? Uh, if you're fifth in the world, surfing against fourth in that seating bracket... Uh, fourth would then take on the winner of the third second all the way to first so uh, how do you feel about that pressure situation one day to decide a world champion and we could see heroics like number five in the world become a world champion that day what do you think about that
1: yeah it's pretty serious especially to be that intense for one day like usually you surf a couple of heats you know two heats is super intense you know and to surf You know, over that, you know, five times, it's going to be the most intense it's been for the athletes for sure. Um, Just there's so much focus that goes into it, so um, yeah, it'll be pretty serious, and it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of pressure on guys, and it's just how they handle it. So um, yeah, I think the best will will get there that are you know that are on.
0: It's cool. I feel like the pressure too. The whatever the last event is before the Rip Curl WSL Finals. Mm-hmm. If you're outside that top five, you're sixth in the world, seventh mm-hmm. in the world, think how crazy right. competitive it's going to be.
1: Right, yeah, because we're not really thinking about that right now. I mean, I'm sure some guys are, but you just got to take it step by step. But, you know, so once we, we do the last couple of events, I think that's where it'll come into play. You know, the surf red or Tahiti or wherever we go, it's going to, it's going to, yeah, they're, they're probably going to be It might not look like it, but there might be more pressure on the surfers just going from that because they got to get into the top five. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it all goes and see
0: who comes out. Yeah, we'll see if that ends up being Tahiti, which I'm sure you'd be pretty happy about if that was the decider for that final five heading into the back end of the year. Well, I know you've uh, got a pretty busy schedule today, Jack, so I don't want to keep you too long, but I've got a little quarantine quiz that we'll be doing with uh, all of our surfers on Cod Inside. When we were on the charter plane, Jack, it was crazy to see all these board bags just getting piled up in one spot. Uh, You spent a lot of time in Hawaii, well prepared. How many boards did you bring with you here on this trip?
1: 13 boards right now and then another 10 coming over. So I shipped the other 10 and yeah, uh, I got a lot of boards with me. I had about forty going out of Hawaii, so uh, or fifty maybe. So, yeah, went through a fair few of those, and um, that's why we need to fly private, guys. We don't, we don't have enough room on the other planes. We need more board bags. <laughs> I so, like that
0: too, and a little smoke screen. Everyone's like, "Hey, Jackson only got one bag, but you've actually shipped yeah. others." So that's keep people guessing, you know.
1: Shipped shipped a lot of others, and then I asked John and other guys, and then other guys are shipping them. So, yeah, it's um.
0: Yeah, that's good. Epic. Well, I mean, this is a crazy experience you're in. Being in quarantine, fourteen days. We found out yesterday was actually day zero because it wasn't a full day. So this is actually day one. Uh, Did you reach out to anybody for advice coming into this space of can't going outside and how you're going to survive it?
1: (laughs) It's funny. I've been, you know, looking at certain books and Navy SEAL sort of mindsets towards it, like. You know, if you you can kind of just dwindle away in here and just and fall away if you don't keep our minds busy. So um, yeah, I, I didn't reach out to too many people before it, but you know, just when you're doing the same things for so long and it's, it's stagnant and it's in the same place, it's it's a battle of the mind. So uh, yeah, we just just got to get through it. Maybe I'll hit you up for some online chess games or something. Please, and we'll get through it. I'm yeah. here
0: on my own. It's uh, you know, I've got a battle going on upstairs. So,
1: right, it's all. What is caught
0: inside your mind? Um, thinking about quarantine. Yeah. If you had to recommend three must-haves, I mean, we're we're kind of just getting started. But what are three things that you knew you needed to have to survive this?
1: Um, after day zero, probably. Uh, I would say. You know, of course, all the training gear and stuff, you know, you gotta gotta have a, just have a routine. Just, you gotta start your day with a routine at least. It's, you know, whatever it be, yoga or something, something like that. I start my day with the yoga and, and then it, you know, usually you set the, set the start of the day, set the standard for the day and it'll lead on to other things and, um, you know, have your chest, have your books ready and, um, yeah, just, well, if you get caught in your phones too long, it's, uh, you just keep scrolling down that feed and it doesn't really go anywhere. You're only gonna stay here. So um, you just gotta, gotta keep it busy in other ways. Keep keep diversifying as you go through the day. And then, um, yeah.
0: Definitely. Just the some...
1: super fit as well.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. gonna be shredded after this. <laughs> um, great man, that, getting... <laughs> I love that answer. Uh, I love to play chess yeah. later as well. And now we have a special charter flight trivia question coming your way. Uh, because it was such a unique experience good luck with this question jack mm-hmm. how many nationalities were represented on the w cell charter flight
1: how long do i have to answer that
0: yeah take your time i'm not seconds? going anywhere we're stuck
1: okay okay uh um um uh, I'm almost there. <laughs> Seven. Uh, okay, I think I'm, i Think there was. Oh, okay. Including the girls, so there's. Um, I would say there was. Is there eleven?
0: Oh my gosh! You nailed it. <laughs> that was incredible, that Jack. Was, yeah. I, I was
1: way off yeah. when I did that. Right. I said
0: like nine or eight or something. That is I insane. Almost went,
1: I almost went nine, but I was like, I sort of just went through them. It's. I see. I got I know everyone on that tour. You got to. I do my research on every single guy on that tour, so you got to know all the nationalities where they're from. So
0: nailed it, Jack. That was so <laughs> impressive. I'm just going to run through yeah. them: USA, Brazil, Portugal, Great Britain, Australia, South Africa, France, Japan, Netherlands, Ireland, Germany. That was all time, Jack. You nailed it. Way to finish off the first episode for us here of Caught Inside. Love to hear from you because we're all in this together. Uh, let us know if you need anything along the track as well, Jack. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you. Thanks for calling in and checking in on me. So thank you for having us.
0: Jack Robinson, you guys ready to see him compete at the Rip Curl Newcastle Cup presented by Corona on April 1st. he will have a heat with Julian Wilson once again, Kai Abelly in that seating round thanks for tuning in to this first episode of caught inside where you take you inside the australian quarantine with all of our championship Tour surfers we'll be dropping a new episode every other day so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and if you've got something you want to hear from our guests go ahead and hit me up on instagram at joe Turpel. our next guest will be a four-time world champion